Hey, Nat Tangich here with this very special episode. Um, And I don't know if you've noticed it, but it has been a pretty incredible year for sex on TV. We have been locked down all year, so we've definitely been watching a lot more of it. And it's at least been good to see some really great sex on TV if you're not getting it in your own life. Shows like Sex Education, Normal People and I May Destroy You have shown us sex that resembles what's in our own lives and some sex we could even aspire to. Would you believe that the sex in those shows was choreographed and coordinated by the same person? Well, yeah, I mean, probably. It's pretty believable. Well, that person's name is Ida O'Brien. She's an intimacy coordinator, a pretty new and important role in the world of TV and film. And I was lucky enough to catch up with her over Zoom and learn how her work is changing sex on and off screen. Ida O'Brien, welcome to The Hookup. Um, Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Um, so first of all, an intimacy coordinator, this is not something, not a role that I had really previously seen or heard of before in, in TV and movies. Um, what do you, what does an intimacy coordinator do exactly? So an intimacy coordinator is a practitioner that brings open communication and transparency to the intimate content um, and then a process that invites agreement and consent and that's of simulated sexual content, of nudity and of touch, and then a process to choreograph the intimate content clearly, and the intimacy coordinator brings all their skills of body knowledge, of choreography, of rhythm, of character physicality, in order to be able to choreograph an intimate scene just like a stunt coordinator would choreograph a fight or a movement choreographer would choreograph a dance. So there's a clear and understood physical structure honouring the storytelling, honouring the director's vision, allowing the actors to bring all of their skills as an actor to that intimate content, giving you the best scenes possible. Yeah, it sounds like this is something that um, should have been used very widely um, and some expertise that's it's been very much needed in, in shooting sex scenes in the past. Um, I suppose, uh, is your work kind of more sought after and new at the moment or um, have have people been coaching sex scenes um, through intimacy coordination for like a while now? Well, historically, that there, there wasn't the understanding or the, the awareness that actually you needed a professional practitioner in order to bring, you know, choreographic skills to intimate content before now. And in that place, you know, it's that that embarrassment to talk about intimate content and just getting on with it that, that left for all these stories that we hear. And I was developing the work through working on a device piece of work, looking at the dynamic of abuse in our society, the flip side of the perpetrator and the victim. I sort of developed guidelines that then I started presenting to the industry in 2017, pre um, Weinstein and then it meant that I'd already sort of shared the work with Equity, shared the work with the Personal Managers Association in the UK which is a group of agents and um, and so it really has been a post Me Too and with Time's Up movements and with productions you know creating codes of conduct in order to have that shift to say you know the industry has to do better um, we have to work with respect across the board that then the invitation to bring in the role of the intimacy coordinator has been there. So, so for me, the first productions were that I was actually employed on as an intimacy coordinator was in um, April 2018, which was on sex education and then Gentleman Jack. Mm. 
So it's interesting to hear that this is like a lot come from Me Too and the perspective of like the safety um, of the actors and and the um, autonomy of of the people kind of involved in the you know in the midst of like shooting. Um, but what's interesting is that the work then ends up translating to really great realistic, beautiful sex on television. And I think, you know, the fact that you've worked on three of the biggest shows of the year doesn't seem like a like a coincidence to me, you know? Um, so yeah, thank you for for observing that. Um it is interesting, isn't it, that the that the opportunity to be able to treat the intimate content just as you would with any other scene, bringing the director's vision, bringing the actor's process, the actor-director process. Um, of that interrogation to the intimate content means that you're creating work that absolutely is doing the job that it's written to do, which is serving storytelling, pushing the storytelling forward, telling us something more about those characters and those characters in relationships. So when that focus can be there through um, the artistry and the skill of the intimacy coordinator, that's what allows you to get the intimate content that feels that it's you know, beyond what we've seen before. Um, and, and that's where, you know, sort of you observing, you know, that the role coming in as, as a safeguard, sort of while it does safeguard, if it's, it's actually, um, that's part of what I'm trying to help the industry to understand that, you know, because on productions I've been brought in, you know, and I've been told you're here to, to safeguard and to be there for the, for the woman, um, which is all great and well, but actually it's missing out you know, inherently what the role of the intimacy coordinator is. You wouldn't say to a stunt coordinator, can you please come in and make sure you place the crash mats down and can you please make sure that the person who's playing the goody is looked after? Mm. You know, that you know that's mad. You know, they, there's going to be a risk assessment done, certainly, but then the stunt coordinator is going to choreograph creating exciting fight scenes, perhaps with their swords, techniques of the sword play, you're making sure that relationship between those two opponents is there, that storytelling is told, creating a, a fight scene that you're on the edge of your seats. It's the same with the intimacy coordinator. So it's also educating the industry to understand that yes, it is putting in risk assessment and safeguarding, but it is so much more than that is absolutely akin to a stunt coordinator or a choreographer. Absolutely. And you can really see the the result of that, I think. Like 2020 has just been very much a watershed um, time for for sex on screen. Um, I want to go into the details around um, some of the shows you've worked on. Um, like, for example, there has been so much praise about the way that sex and intimacy was portrayed in Normal People, um, which was a, a huge romantic show uh, this year, and we spoke about it on, on The Hookup. W- what was it about the work that you did on this show specifically, um, do you think, that had such an impact on, on audiences? Well, first of all, I have to say that I was just, uh, you know, a part of um, the most amazing production. So, and and then first of all, it starts from the writing. So um, Sally Rooney's writing, you know, so I, when I was reading the novel before I started working on the production, I was aware of how incredible and how beautiful those intimate um, scenes were within the arc of the book what they told us about those characters. And I was aware that the, her, her detail and her beauty and what she, she had written was, was already groundbreaking, which is why I feel that novel in itself, you know, of, of course, you know, has been Man Booker Prize nominated and, and has been so loved across the world. So it started from there. 
And then you had a production with Ed Gurney, um, Catherine McGee as producers, knowing that they needed to take care of the most amazing directors, Lenny Abrahamson. And then of course, these two beautiful actors, absolutely perfectly cast. Um, so the whole, and, and also my, my reflections are that very often you have, you know, perhaps if you're doing a TV series, the episodes are being written as you go along. Um, and so you're discovering perhaps what some of the intimate content might be in the later episodes. But here, everybody had the clarity of the arc of these two people's storyline and the arc of the intimate content and how important it was. So that allowed everybody to be working, knowing absolutely what they were getting behind. And then, it, um, you know, what was fantastic with this production was I was um, from sharing the process of the work, the production understanding, and then being supported to, to put in place all the aspects of the intimacy coordination and then that ongoing, really working collaboratively, putting in place everything that I've just told, uh, you know, spoken about. So, so I think it was both a production that embraced the intimacy guidelines, but on a production that really need, you know, that really had such a groundbreaking intimate content in the way it was written and, and so the whole thing coming together to allow us to, 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 to really be present with these characters, with everything that those intimate content um, told us about their body, mind, spirit connection that was, that was so beautiful. Yeah, um, it, it speaks to me a little bit um, to a shift in in the way that we're making TV in that the priority, like female and queer perspectives are kind of coming to the fore and, and prioritising um, real sex and intimacy because, you know, Laurie Nunn, when I spoke to her earlier this year, she talked about um, having a lot of queer women in her writer's room and how important and helpful that was to make the sex feel realistic and, and um, you know, and beautiful and tactile. And Michaela Cole obviously cares a lot about um, that sort of thing as well. Did you think that this transformation on screen is coming because we are seeing those um, those feminist and, and queer perspectives come through television? Um, yes, it's, it comes from the writing. It comes from these fund, fundamentally women having the bravery, having the um, autonomy, have, you know, to 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 be able to write from from that from that perspective, and as you say, Laurie Nunn saying about bringing in a lot of people from the queer community, um, writing those those different characters, also working on Gentleman Jack with um, Sally Wainwright, really honouring Anne Lister's diaries, and again that's a queer woman right from the nineteenth um, century writing in such detail, and of course they're uncovering the detail about um, her writings of her intimate um, expression as they're uncovering the code. So yeah, and as you say, Michaela Cole working, writing about um, both, you know, the the fine line of you know, consent, but also writing um, queer black storytelling. So important, you know, that these narratives, that these communities are having um, stories written that really reflects their true lives. And then that goes into the intimate content. And that's my focus absolutely with all of those productions, with all of those storytellings, that we make sure that we be authentic, that we go to those communities, we do our research, we check out the intimate content, the physicality. So we make sure that those communities, when they see themselves in these story, or when they see these storylines, that they really see themselves honoured, you know, that physicality is really telling a story that they can, re- they can recognise as something that's from their lives. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's The Hookup on Triple J, Nat Tenchich with you, and I'm speaking with Ida O'Brien. She's an intimacy coordinator and movement director. You've seen her work in uh, some huge shows this year, uh, I May Destroy You. We were just talking about Michaela Cole, Sex Education on Netflix, uh, Normal People that's been on Stan, um, some really amazing stuff. And you were just talking there about the fact that it's it's really powerful to see the way that you really have sex um, and your real experiences reflected on screen. I think especially because common uh, entertainment has just handled sex so badly for such a long, long time. I think it's just such a big breath of fresh air. And and, and the way we see sex on screen, it does have a, a big way of shaping our expectations and experiences. Um, of sex in real life. So do you see like the work you're doing having a, a real benefit to people's sex lives off screen? Um, it's lovely that you asked that because it's actually been really reflected me and just in the past week there's been quite a few conversations that we've ended up having you know there's somebody's making a documentary focusing on the impact of the positive impact of these different productions giving a more realistic um, and in-depth um, representation of how we can be in our in our intimate expression and not just the physicality but the emotional you know wranglings and um, you know our journeying through our emotional and psychological experiences of our intimacy both going into it in with all that joy and all that love and then you know of course when it all goes wrong you know the heartache and the pain and how it's you know bringing that conversation to the fore that it's you know that so often um, in the past perhaps um uh, the sex education in school has been on the physical aspect, but perhaps not focused as much on the emotional intimacy and and um, and how to navigate that. And um, and and so it has, you know, I've been told it really has opened up conversations and more realistic um, and and um, you know, sort of inviting people to really be open with with all their concerns, particularly young people around entering into the, you know their sexual awakening and and discovering themselves as as, as a sexual person. Um, so yeah, it's been really honouring, and I've been quite taken aback and and just really um, feeling you know sort of truly humbled at how true how it's really having an effect in real life out there so yes it's been superb yeah absolutely um because yeah I mean I I envy young people uh you know teenagers at the moment who get a show like sex education to to learn about sex through that's just such a world away from um what I got when I was in high school um in yeah, terms of like yeah. watching sex so it's just yeah I, I love it um I do. I want to talk about I May Destroy You because while we're talking about like very positive and good and, you know, refreshing depictions of sex, I May Destroy You is obviously all about uh, non-consent and sexual assaults and and um, issues of, of rape. And that would have been, I imagine, challenging uh, working on that show. But I was interested in what choices you made to, to make that come across as, as authentic without being the exploitative um, way that I think we're used to seeing some of these themes and acts in, in TV? Again, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's nothing more than what I've described already when the focus can be on that open conversation going, okay, now what is this scene? What is the delicacy of this journey through to consent? Say, you know, you take the um, the scene um, when the... Um, Papa, um, Papa's character Kwame um, has hooked up with his with a, with his friend, and then they um, go on a grinder date 
Um, you know, so you have, first of all, the consensual sex, and then that leads into non-consensual, you know, abusive sexual um, experience. Again, it's just really charting through, you know, what is the storytelling? Michaela was so clear. She had, you know, she was talking through, there's this happened and this. Her clarity was so on the nail. And we, as then the artists that were, that were put, putting her storytelling, you know, into physicality, were able to just honour the detail of what she could see. Um, and again, that, that conversation. Also, what was so important and was so brilliant with the process with I May Destroy You is a lot of those intimate scenes that might have been considered challenging, we rehearsed in, in the pre-production time. So we actually rehearsed quite a few of those scenes back in August before they even started filming. And some of them then we didn't end up actually filming till January or February the following year. And that was so important so the actors not just to talk through the intimate content, but also then to get up on our feet and particularly the agreement and consent of touch, mm. the agreement and consent of them finding uh, uh, journeying our way through the physicality that was required, making sure again that the detail was right, looking to people from the queer community to say, is this, is this, you know, how is this physicality? Is this correct? Make, um, and then those actors being able to go away having had that experience to know that they were being honoured in, you know, what they were comfortable with in their simulated sexual content and in their touch and then what degree of nudity was going to be um, required. So that, um, for me, the, the hope is that then they could breathe a sigh of relief that there wasn't that anxiety that might have been there if those scenes hadn't been broached until, you know, way into filming when we actually ended up filming them. So, so yes, yeah, so, so again, just open communication, you know, really honouring the storytelling um, and really making sure that agreement and consent is, is in place so that anybody that is not happy, you know, we invite a positive no with the agreement and consent. You know, we're, we're saying, tell us what's not okay for you. Tell us your boundaries um, and be confident in that so that we can all work freely, professionally, creatively with everywhere that is in your consent. And also really sharing that consent is not a moment, it's a process. You might have agreed, yes, I can kiss today, but actually when we come to it, might be actually a kiss, it, lip to lip is off bounds, is not suitable for me today. So we find different body parts in order to tell the same storytelling. And, um, you know, for actors to, to trust that um, that we're really inviting that no is a big shift and, and is part of, I think, what helps us to stay enjoying the storytelling because those actors are truly personally um, ha happy with the work so they can be artistically um, vulnerable um, in portraying these characters. Yeah, I mean, that basically kind of answers the next question I was thinking because, you know, you're talking using the equivalent of um, stuntmen and like lots of stuntmen are very, very trained um, have for their entire lives and careers to, to do the things that they do and coordinators are there to choreograph and the like. But, um, you know, I suppose with actors, like, any actor could be could be called to do a, a very intimate scene, um, but it is, yeah, really refreshing to hear that that's the process, or or at least the process is changing, to to respect the consent of the actors as well. Is this something that you want to see happen um, more across, you know, the entire board of of uh, TV and, and film production? And do, do you think it's going that way? Absolutely. You know, that, um, that that's the shift. And again, that's a shift with the codes of conduct is, you know, the, the industry to say we, you know, it is not suitable for anybody to be in fear or concern of being harassed or abused in the workplace. And then, of course, in this profession, it's a very bizarre thing that in, 
your your day of work you might be asked to take your clothes off and you know kiss someone and simulate a sexual act with someone that you might have just literally met that morning and while it is really important and a joyous and and glorious part of of you know an actor's job and of our human storytelling you absolutely have to put in place you know the boundaries so that we can make that journey through to creating that beautiful intimate content in a really professional way um, so yes, the intention is that it's across the board, that the industry just understands that shift and it just becomes commonplace. And that's not just for out in the profession, but it starts from, you know, our drama schools, our film schools, you know, and that's, a, again, another big part of what we're working at with Intimacy on set is that education across the board. And then the last bit, but the sort of the beginning bit is, um, is then all of our young people in secondary school, you know, those who are doing, you know, drama you know that equally we need to bring in this idea of um, a power a, a person having empowerment and autonomy over their own body bringing in that positive um, no bringing in agreement and consent that starts right from our secondary schools yeah and a, and a really important thing I guess not just for um, young actors being taught and and brought up but uh, young people watching these shows as well to uh, really really take that on board um, into their own sex lives for sure Right, that's right, you know, to, and that's what's, you know, so lovely about that episode, um, Marianne's Sexual Awakening at the top of episode two and normal people is that to see a positive depiction that you can ask for your boundaries, you can ask for protection, you can, you know, have it checked out, you know, if, if you're uncomfortable, if there's any discomfort, we can stop at any moment. We're, while still staying within that lovely um, sexual, you know, atmosphere that, that all of those asking for consent and everything can um can be part of our beautiful um journey through to our lovemaking yeah I, I mean to me it think it, it sounds like and and I'm sure I, I wonder if you agree but it sounds like that consent that um that discussion is the key to achieving intimacy that's right that's right to be able to to be able to to ask for what you need to, to in particular to to say what you don't what isn't suitable for you so that you can be free and open with your partners with everything that is okay with you and then to you know have that exploration and that, and that joy and that journey allows us yes to be more intimate that is what intimacy is isn't it it's opening up into me see see into me in all that I am and that coming together in that place you know that is the epitome is, is the pinnacle and the beauty of our human expression isn't it in our love yeah, allowing yourself to feel vulnerable and and safe with someone else, even if that's um a, a coworker, I guess. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, Ida O'Brien, this has been um such a great conversation and a lot of really great takeaways here. Thank you so much for um sharing your story and and sharing uh some of enlightening us with some of the work that you do um on the hookup on Triple J. Thank you and thank you for your awareness and thank you for your beautiful questions. So yeah, it's a pleasure to talk to you. 